this week's episode of Ordinary Dads. Uh, we talk more about COVID-19 and its effect on our lives, given Australia is all pretty much locked down at the moment. Uh, self-isolation, quarantine, all that sort of stuff, and what it means for juggling kids, homeschooling, and working from home. Mike, uh, who wanted to be a sports fan from the last episode, all that's been put on hold and we discussed that. Um, how do we social distance in supermarkets? Uh, what zero contact food pickup is at Domino's? Yeah, I was just really confused by that. And I finally got a new phone because I just got fed up of the terrible battery in my Pixel. So um, that's all coming up on the Ordinary Dads podcast this week. Welcome to the uh, Ordinary COVID-19 Dads podcast. Ordinary Dads, yes. So we are mostly planned out discussion on tech trends, raising kids, family life, and self-isolation through the lens of fatherhood. My name is Dan. I'm Mike. Good day, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Mostly tired. Um, I think I start every podcast with mostly tired, but... Yeah, you do. I think I'm <laughs> always mostly tired because we do it pretty late, but um, tired for other reasons. But good, nonetheless. Very good. Okay. And you? No virus. Ah. Free, virus-free is probably how I should say We're currently still virus-free. We can also confirm that. But that needs to be like an update every week. Are we virus-free? Yes, we currently are virus-free. Definitely virus-free. <laughs> and there is, I think the thing is, um, there are so many things shutting down, there's very little chance of, or opportunity to get the virus, which is actually a good thing. Yeah, totally. I think Australia's been doing a pretty good job of staying at home. Yeah, well, at least people we know. Yeah, I think it's just uh. a mino- minority that's... Uh, um, actually, you know what? It's funny. There, it is a minority that's still kind of out there and, and, and all of this. Um, but what I thought of was the Bondi Beach scene where... Yeah. Everybody was kind of not self-isolating on the, at Bondi Beach. Um, I bet every country in the world look, took one look at that. And I bet, I bet that news went, you know, worldwide. And every country would have said, Australia does not give us stuff. <laughs> look at every Australian on Bondi Beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> when really, it wouldn't have been like a half a percent. Or not even a point zero zero one of a percent of people at Bondi Beach. I mean, I'm sure the the vast majority were all self isolating. But then, because of something like that, I'm, yeah. I'm sure we built up a perception where we just kind of don't care. Like the spring breakers in Miami, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like like, it's like young people and Aussies don't care. Like the other the other thing is fighting over toilet paper. Like. I, I'm pretty sure the one video, the one that we spoke about in the last podcast, the one video where the, the ladies are fighting over the toilet paper and one lady um, asks the other lady for one bag and, and, and she basically says no. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure that video has gone viral all over the world. And Clear, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to say from there that every Australian is fighting over toilet paper. Right, it's like it's like that's the that's the like the power of it, right? I mean, 
we're i mean i'm not struggling for toilet paper i mean we we had a bag i mean i still had the bag that i spoke about in the last podcast it's untouched (laughs) (laughs) we we went through this i use a bidet okay so i don't use toilet paper (laughs) that often (laughs) but um but it's funny how little snippets like that would possibly go viral and then send out this perception as though you know like that we don't care and we're fighting over toilet paper and and sanitizer and lineups outside Costco and lineups outside Woolies and stuff like that. It's crazy. What's funny is that we were talking, I was talking with um, my team over video conference today and my boss showed us like her backyard and stuff. And then we realized, Oh, she's near the beach. And then um, we realized she was in Manly and Manly and Bondi are considered really hot spots, but not because they're full of Aussies who don't care, but because they're full of expats and backpackers yeah. and tr- tourists and those people just keep, just come through the town and then come through the suburb and then out of the suburb. And um, those are usually the ones who probably wouldn't be like the suburban types like us who are actually self-isolating. So um, it's ironic that, yeah, it's not even that it is Australians. It probably is a lot of them just uh, Uneven locals. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, all I'm pretty sure all the cases could be attributed to people coming in from overseas, and that. Um, oh, that's I guess currently where it's at at the moment. It originated yeah. from overseas, so it would be. It would be all people that come in from overseas and give it to other people and and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, if obviously a lot has happened since our last episode, so almost two weeks since we last um, recorded. Funny thing is, those last two weeks have felt like an eternity. Oh my god! <laughs> Just due to Tell me about it. the amount of overwhelming coronavirus COVID nineteen coverage that we've been reading, seeing Absolutely. on TV, hearing about daily addresses from Scomo and stuff like that. Um, so obviously, in the intervening time, we've had shutdowns or discussion of shutdowns, then partial shutdowns, and then level two shutdowns, and at some point we thought the schools were not going to close because ScoMo is all about wanting to keep schools open, but then the states are like, no, actually, just close. Like, if you want, just keep your kids at home. It's just like the confusion and the like the brain explosions we're going through daily. It's just been so overwhelming. I've just needed to like just, oh, I need to just take a time out from all this. You know what? But, I, but can I say we're nowhere near as bad as the states and their mm. presidential updates. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that video where Trump goes out and says a whole bunch of information. It, it, actually, I saw it on uh, the Tre- Trevor Noah's show, and he was tearing it to shreds. But yeah. basically, it's a written speech that the president gives to the whole country and beyond because it's not just the country. It's, it's Americans elsewhere. And there were so many incorrect facts that things like they were closing the borders to all flights. Um, this was, this one was, was really bad. So it caught, that caused a lot of chaos because people overseas, Americans overseas then started thinking, Oh crap, I'm not going to be able to make it home. So they started forking out big cash just to buy tickets to come home. Um, and then via tweet, Trump then goes and corrects himself and says, oh, no, 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 this only applies to non-residents. Like, citizens and residents are more oh, than no. welcome to come back home. 
<laughs> and and by that time, people have forked out twenty grand, thirty grand on a on a economy flight back home just so they can grab the next one. It's insane. Like so many, so much, so many problems caused by incorrect information delivered by by the president. It's insane. What's funny by contrast is um our correction was on whether a shopping center was actually. Uh, shut down or whether it was just the food court of the shopping center shut down <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. our that's our leadership for you yeah our confusions is, is about shopping centers not oh, about absolutely. like the country not not about like something that affects literally everybody in the country <laughs> and they've oh, got 10 times yeah. the number of people that we have so the the problems are are compounded the, you know it's it's insane so you know, I, I I am I am quite happy that Scomo did come out after telling us off for you know a couple of days in a row. He did finally come out and say thank you. You know the effort in in self isolation has been amazing from all Australians and because yep. <laughs> I have to admit the first couple of times I heard him I was like what the hell man like like <laughs> I don't turn on the TV to get told off. I get told off by everybody else in the house. I didn't really want you to tell me off as well. Was it about the panic buying? Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, exactly. He's telling me to stay home and I'm at home. He literally told me to stay home while I was at home. (laughs) Oh yeah. What I always, I've always maintained with our prime minister is he needs a better PR team because clearly he doesn't have a PR team. Yeah. Because he just keeps making one PR gaffe after another. Anyway, so um, with all this uh, isolation stuff going on, how has that been treating you, Mike, and your family? Have you been working from home and all that sort of stuff? So my whole team's been forced to work from home at this stage but it's funny because it was we went in stages it was like we're going to split up the team and half of the people are going to work from home and the other half are going to come into the office and then literally the next day it came out that everybody was supposed to work from home so that plan lasted one whole day um but in all that time i actually had taken a month off as pat leave anyway so I've been on pat leave and I've been on kid kid duty pretty much th- for the whole week. And um, I, I have to say it has been brutal. <laughs> I mean, now that, now that I know that everybody else is working from home, I was like, God damn it, I should have just worked <laughs> from home. Because <laughs> taking care of kids is harder than working from home. Oh, um, that's just unfortunate time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like day one I was – absolutely brutalized by my youngest throughout the night. Yep. Um, just got up three, four times in the night and got, and I, and I had no sleep. So if I have no sleep, then I've got the next day was shocking. And any sleep that I try to slot in throughout the day while he's sleeping, um, kind of doesn't help Mm. because you only get like 40 minutes of sleep. And, um, so it kind of hurts you a little bit more. <laughs> so you come out with a bit of a headache and stuff like that. So it's just, it's been hard. Like trying to do everything that my wife's been doing for the last six months is, is, is 
it's so difficult. Oh. It's so difficult when you're out of routine. Is she working full time then? Um, yeah, so she's 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 gone back to work and my kind of way to get her back into work or or to support her or to get back into work was to take this pat leave month off yeah before my youngest goes to childcare um uh, okay which is actually all now on hold yeah not sure what's going to happen with childcare but um is your childcare the the local one is still open yeah it's still open and he's and the owners basically given all the parents a call and begged them to keep the kids going so that he can keep the staff going. And it's just all that, it's just like that knock on effect of the economy. Yeah. Um, crazy. you know, so, so he's, he's begging parents to keep sending the kids and he's upping his, um, like his, uh, hygiene levels and stuff like that. Yeah. Not that they weren't already high already, but, but, um, just more sanitizers around washing, more often stuff like that um mainly just so that he can keep his staff because it, it there's there's a lot of unknown there's a lot of unknowns around the stimulus packages and who's eligible for the stimulus packages and yeah. and un, uh, unemployment is now starting to look like a lot better better of a deal than employment with a stimulus package because if you're employed and you've got no hours and you get the stimulus package, you'll get earning less than someone that's actually on unemployment benefits. That's weird how that system works. Yeah, so so it's hard. So he wants to keep his staff. And actually, he's not the only person. My cousin runs a, a pub, mm. and he's had to just tell them all goodbye. Jeez. Um, like, and... Um, and uh, and I go, but what about when all this blows over? And he's just said, look, I'm just going to have to hire some new people. Like then, I mean, if they've if they're still looking for work by that time, then they're more than welcome to come back. But it's better f- it's better for them if I fire them and they go on unemployment yeah. than if they're on a zero hour um, employment kind of payroll. Yeah, and and they get a you know they get stimulus package it's such a weird uncertain time through like um even the gsc was like nowhere near this impacted and that was what 12 years ago yeah Um, and and the funny thing is is it's still relatively unknown kind of how impactful it is mm. it's and it's all just kind of based on fear Mm. yeah so that's hence the hoarding, hence the panic buying, hence the unemployment, hence the shutdowns, all of this, it's like all knocking on yeah. from each other. One thing I've realized, like what you're saying about the, that childcare and wanting people to stay enrolled, like our childcare is the same. Like um, they, they send this email out as a franchise to all the parents who are enrolled saying, please keep your kid enrolled because um, it's going to affect us. And I didn't, until that moment, I just did not, think about the fact that on the other side of all this coronavirus stuff we could have play like nowhere to send our kid to for childcare because that place may have yeah, shut down absolutely and um absolutely it's possible because most people are now considering well am i going to pay to not send my kid um yeah and the easiest answer is to say nah i'll just pull them out and then send them to another childcare uh, center when this all blows over, but 
it, it'll be a weird time when this all blows over as well because you'll have an instance where there's no placements and and it's it'll just be so weird it'll just be so weird yeah i know just like it'll be chaos it'll be even more chaos just today you'll be even more uncertain than we are now just yeah ugh. and that's why people are begging for shutdowns that's why people are some people are you know some companies like uh, in the news today there was about there was uh, some stuff about the the hairdressers and basically they're listed as a non-essential service. No, they were listed as um, an essential service. Oh, sorry. Yeah. They were listed as an essential service, but, and, and, and they're kind of begging for a shutdown because their business is so low. Mm. And if they were shut down, then they'd be seen with a little bit more leniency from their landlords, from the banks, from customers, blah, blah, blah. All of this. Yeah, that's fair. True. That's true. So, as a result, places like Just Cuts actually did shut down their stores. Yeah, I read about that today. Yeah, it's insane. Like, like, and it's it's just like people don't really know what to do because the benefits are still not as good as unemployment and things like that. So you 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 may find like a whole industry shuts down. You know, like you may find. You may find a sen- and that's the that's the terrible part. You may find essential services shutting down mm. because they're just not getting business. Mm. Um, so that's a, you know, that's going to be a tough one. Oh, and like um, with all this stuff, like that's that's from that side. Has it been affecting you otherwise? With um, like you got three young kids and and your wife's working. Is your wife able to work from home or? She's yeah. So as of today, they're they're she works for a charity, and as of today, they're working from home. Hmm. Um, th- the concern is just because we've got um, elderly, like my parents, are a lot more concerned, and they're around sixty five. Yeah. Um, nearing that age, where you know, a lot of the uh, a lot of the cases that ended up in deaths happened above 70. So they're nearing that age. So they're worried. So the, the juggling act I'm having to do right now is do I send the kids to childcare and not to my parents for yeah. alternate care? Or do I send them to my parents and not to childcare? Because if the kids are just moving from my place to my parents' house, no big deal. Yeah. Um, it's extremely limited exposure from, you know, from my house to the car, from the car to my parents' place and then from, from, you know, and then back. But, um, if I send them to childcare, then there's a lot of unknowns there. Yeah, it's true. Like, although it's a small childcare center, but the kids get so much more out of being at childcare than being at my parents. Like my parents are older they're not going to come up with the activities that childcare does. Yeah, this is exactly so, the reason that stuff that we're tossing up with with ours because, like, um, my youngest will do a lot more uh, at childcare in terms of that learning and, and interaction and there is a few other friends there that he can talk to and play with that he'll, he develops substantially faster being there yeah. than at my um, in-law's place. Um yeah, totally. I think one one thing that's a positive in, on on what we've been going through with that is our local childcare 
our local childcare doesn't actually have many kids there at all. I've I've done the drop off this week twice, and I've actually been able to see at nine thirty how many kids were actually checked in, and I was like seven yeah. in the entire center, um, and that center yeah. supports at least forty kids or so, and that was including my boy. So um, I'm not actually as concerned with I think the risk because there's so little kids there in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the scary thing is, uh, you know, just to kind of add fuel to the flame, the scary thing is is that they're saying it could take six months. So you could potentially be paying for six months worth of childcare for nothing while your kids are at home with you. You know, it's it's like just to keep that place. Mm. Is it worth it? Mm. You know, it's such a – and not just that. Then there's there's your developmental hit that's taken for six months – um, and not, it's not that big of a concern for a two year old or a one and a half year old. It's a pretty big concern for, a, you know, some, someone in grade 12. Oh yeah. Doing the HSC, you know, I, and I haven't had to deal with it. Like I don't have kids in that, in that age group, but I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, well, with t- six months of the most important year of school kind of out, are they still going to have their HSC? Are they going to, you know, are they going to be pulled back? Because that's a whole generation. Yeah. It's a whole generation that you'd be pulling back all over the world. That's true. It's, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's quite concerning. That's, that's, what, that's it's been just, the thing throughout this is that um, I'm so, <laughs> I talked to my wife, we're so thankful our kids are not going through year 12. Um, because yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've just, We've been going through enough of a roller coaster with my boys in year one, and we were going through the thing last week where it's like, at the more and more kids were dropping out or like being held home for risk reasons and other reasons that um I'm not going to judge the parents and made that call and that's cool. Um, we kept sending our boy because uh, we we think it's important that he still is going, and uh, we weren't as concerned about the risk, but the the con the continual weird messaging we were getting between both federal government and state government was just like what do we do until last sunday when suddenly it's like um yeah don't what is it sunday the prime minister says schools are still open monday morning schools are still open but but keep them home if you (laughs) exactly if you can yeah and we mostly missed that um the thing and then we we were looking at it and saw the um the note on the school newsletter app saying um, if you if you send your kid to school, they will be learning the same curriculum as if they were at home. And we're like, what does that mean? Oh, they're actually not going to have an actual class. So kids, any kid, the kid that goes essentially gets put into a sort of a supervision class with a teacher to help them do stuff. And then they're given whatever online activities the rest of the class would have been given. And so it's like... So the majority are now online. Exactly. And if that's the case, well, there's no point in sending my son to school. We might as well just do it at home with us. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so that's been the reality for us. So we've been homeschooling our boy um, and that has been tough. Like, because both me and my wife are still working um, and we've been doing the work from home thing for a while. So she, her company was, um, did a blanket global work from home thing at least two weeks ago now 
And, oh, wow, um, that's early. It was early. Yeah, early it was. It was like the Monday or the previous Friday even of two weeks ago. Mm. Um, whereas I was still at work last week, Monday, and um, mm. my company decided to go, okay, um, I'd already gone home. The, the team was called into a 5 p.m. meeting saying we're going to have to split in half. Half of us work from home. The other half who are essential will stay at work for two weeks and then we swap. And that was the case until last Tuesday, in which case everybody yeah. now is working from home. So it's just like, yeah, ugh. same story with us. Yeah. So on top of that, it's that plus trying to homeschool a kid who's in year one and trying to learn the multitude of online stuff that school's giving us. Yeah. So they've given us Google Classroom yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And it's just like, it's just a bit overwhelming right now. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, it doesn't help that you guys are actually working as well. The mm. benefit I've got is like, I've got, I've got the three kids with me, but I'm completely free to take care of them. Yeah. Um, which is a massive load. Don't get me wrong. I mean, working from home, doing my job is much easier than doing, you know, taking care of these kids. <laughs> but, um, but at least uh, my mind is free from, needing to needing to do work later on or anything like that so yes um so it, uh, it kind of pluses in a in a really negative place in that we that we all are in you know but but everybody's trying to do their best which is which is good yeah that's just um i'm really looking forward to the school holidays was that a week and a half away <laughs> So it's just like at least there will be no online homeschooling during that time, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on from like the, the home stuff, um, ironically, I remember that the, the last thing that we spoke about before all this stuff happened in the previous episode was you were looking forward to the Formula One race in Melbourne that was about to be <laughs> held. And yeah. <laughs> along with everything else in the world that's sporting related, it got cancelled like the morning of the I race. And, and, and like, I think I said this before, I'm not into sport at all. And this was like the first sport I was so keen to start following. Yeah. And it just happened to be cancelled on the, on <laughs> the season that I was keen to follow it on. Oh no. And then, and, and I, you know what I tried, I tried to follow it because they started doing, um, online races oh yes where they said uh formula one races were gonna gonna be taking part in online races and then you can stream them and things like that and i started watching it and really there are only two formula one yeah. races actually in the actual esports racing yep um one of them lando norris who has an, a massive online following already and he, he he's like he's like online all the time racing um, and another one, Hulkenberg, who's kind of officially lost this, se is, this yeah. season. <laughs> so, 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 um, so it's like, I don't know. It's kind of petty. I'm not like, I'm, it's not as, it's not as exciting. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. No, not. it's not the same. Yeah. You've got no, they've got no fear in the online space. So they just wreck their cars. They don't give. They oh don't yeah. I noticed care. that. I was watching the highlights today with my son. <laughs> And then you got the car would come around the corner, take the inside line, and sort of barge through on the other car. <laughs> it's just like yeah, they just knock each other about, and I'm like, that's not how it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> Definitely not. And 
And not just that, I was keen to see a third season of Drive to Survive as well. So I was oh, like, yeah. oh, and, and then we can watch Drive to Survive and then Drive to Survive is probably not going to happen as well because yeah. this whole thing is pretty much cancelled. Yeah. They're saying it'll, 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 it'll start up again in like May or, um, or something like that. But, but nobody knows at this stage. Everything's being done day by day. So. No, I mean, you're like, you got You just Spain. keep getting cancellations and cancellations. It's not just Italy now, right? So Spain's really bad as well. Like, the races are all in these core European cities. Oh, European yeah. countries, right? Even even Bahrain. Bahrain got cancelled. Yeah. Although they got postponed, Singapore right? was cancelled. So they're saying... It was this, postponed first. Yeah, they're proposing to still run these races later in the year, just that there will literally be no gap between races. Because usually for most of the... The European races will run sort of like one every week for a few weeks and they'll have a break of an extra week and then they'll go again. Um, as they get later in the year, they'll be there's usually mm. every fortnight. This would literally mean a race every weekend and I don't know if the teams even have the logistical capability to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane because the next one's supposed to be in Vietnam and actually, funny enough, Funny enough, the one after that is supposed to be in China. Oh. So, <laughs> so that you can bet your last dollar that's not happening. Well, it's, uh, at, um, at the moment, that's because they're actually stopping people from coming into their country because they're finally cleaning up and they're like, no, nah, no one else is allowed in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, so that was really short lived, and I, I, I hope I um, I might I might actually just watch the whole series again before it all starts up again, just to just to revitalize my interest. Yeah, but I, I really did. I really was looking forward to it, but that's okay. There are more pressing issues. <laughs> oh, it's been sad for me because um, I've been following like every other sport's been cancelled, especially football, which I follow quite closely. And it's just like, oh. Just when my team had started to actually get good, and then they're like, it's yeah, like this totally. all shut down. It's just like, oh man, the momentum we had built. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird because like all the drivers are actually in their hometowns, like yeah. So and they're not able to practice. So they're either either they're practicing online or they're just working on their bodies and stuff like that. So you might have this weirdness of when they first jump into a car after six months of not being in a car, yeah. um, that there'll be a, you know, there'll be a, a bit of a weirdness there. Well, that's what they are saying because like, um, in, in most sports or at least in football, they talk about this is for every day that you're out, was it every week you're out? Um, it's like a, a, a day of training you need to go through just to even get back into the right condition. So some of these t- players yeah. may need to go through two weeks plus of just training before the match ready. And I, I'm assuming it's the same yeah. thing with racing. Like you need to get your body conditioned for racing, not just for fitness and it'll take yeah, time. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, they didn't even do the preseason training and some of the, some of the teams weren't even in it. And and then not doing Australia and not doing Bahrain and not doing all of the training sessions that happen before every Grand Prix. Um, it yeah, the, yeah, their skills would have to be sharpened up. Mm. 
Or just even their reaction times, you know, that it'd have to be sharpened up. Yeah, because yeah, you can't train with your trainer who helps you do all that yeah. sort of stuff. You've got to keep 1.5 metres away. <laughs> <You're> gonna... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but Woolies has started doing um, uh, kind of X's on the floor. Oh, yeah. 1.5 metres away yeah. from each other. And they've got like uh, distance police walking distance around. Police. Like, like, it's it's true. Like, I went to Woolies just to go pick up some basics, um, and a la- a woman just came and stood behind me, and and uh, a staff member came rushing over to go and tell her to move back, like rushing over, <laughs> and 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 kind of told her really abruptly to step back and all of this. Was um like, was he also one point five meters away? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he, you know what I think he tapped her on the shoulder. Oh which no! Is, wow, big no no, right? Breached. I mean, that's that's what's funny. That's zero. That's zero meters away from someone. <laughs> that's stepping over the line. <laughs> no, they did have like sanitizer, a sanitizer dude that would stand at the front of the store and give everyone sanitizer on the way in, and um and. And stocked wipes to wipe down the trolleys. You know, like, they've had those wipes for ages, but they're never in stock. Yeah, I know. They were just always empty. They've got their own company wipes for them, wiping down the trolleys. It's you can't buy them. Mm. Uh, yeah. Social distancing. So, the weirdest thing that I've gone through this week, social distancing, is um, buying Domino's <laughs> pizza. <laughs> so, I've ordered online on the app. And I was looking through, and when you get to the final page on the app, it says, like, where your order is, like, being made. It says on the top saying, we have now gone to uh, zero contact pickups or something. And um, it's like, we guarantee your safety for all this sort of stuff, and we've put measures in place. And it's like, okay, cool. That's fine. What does that mean? It's like you you got to sort of like wait outside the store and then we'll call you in. So, so okay, fine. I'll, I drive up there. I was all prepared for this sort of stuff. I get out and I look and it's like, what's going on? And so inside they had actually put a table in the middle of the store, put what amounts to police tape, you know, that red red and white tape that everybody's got now blocking you know, um, playgrounds yeah. and everything. And um, they've strung that across the room so that, staff members are like at least two meters away. The cashiers are two meters away from that actual um, table. And, but I was like, Oh, what do I do? I, so I went in, walked up to the table and go, Oh, I got a, an order. And they go, okay, cool. So can you please wait outside? So I was like, okay. So I went outside. Um, there's no one else in the store. There's no one else outside. So I thought, well, why am I need to wait outside? And so they've gone and grabbed the order, um, put it on the table in the middle, checked, and then called me in, and then the guys like rushed back behind the cashier, and then I've gone to to the middle of the table and go, thanks, <laughs> and then grab my pizza. And I was like, usually I check because I get a pizza with no cheese for the kids. So I've usually I check in the store. I didn't feel right checking in the store because I didn't want to expose them. <laughs> so I had to bring it back to my, my car <laughs> just to do that. What if your eyesight eyesight <laughs> transferred coronavirus? <laughs> I was like, what has this come to? It's like it's almost like paying oh for your God. petrol from this is at like, late at night. This outside. is like soup oh. Nazi. 
This is like soup Nazi. <laughs> for pizza. Can I have some bread? No soup for you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because you didn't order right. I know. <laughs> uh, you walked in and then said I had an order and they turned you away. Yes. <laughs> I was like, it was probably the most... That, that, you obviously I, didn't oh, follow protocol. I didn't follow protocol. You should have known then. I should have, yeah. I know, clearly. It's like... <laughs> I think it's because I've been working from home so much and and stuff like that. I haven't actually seen too much of the isolation stuff that's been going around and around the community because I've, I guess I'm pretty isolated myself. And so to see that like firsthand was just like a little bit bizarre. But it's like this is where we're at. You know what? This is where this is where those uh, those um, street based drones would come in handy, but. But they should just, I mean, because nobody's on the streets these days. I mean, there's barely anyone on the streets. And I always said that those, uh, those little drivable things that do deliveries. Yeah. Did you, did you remember this concept? Ah. Oh. It's kind of like a drone that has four wheels and drives around and then, and then delivers your pizza to your door. It's like that um, short circuit robot in the eighties movies, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I always thought, I always thought that. You know, like the the biggest flaw in this is you're not going to see a little box with pizza inside and not want to kick it over <laughs> and just, just, I mean, it's unmanned. It's just a little robot. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be military grade safe material. I'm sure it's just going to be a door with pizza inside. Please just step free away pizza from the drone. Roaming down the street. There'll be his voice it's coming out pizza. of it. That's all I can see. There's free pizza walking down the street. That or it's being taken. <laughs> and I'm going to have a slice. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to take the whole pizza. I'll just have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I bet that concept, you know, should be coming back now. Yeah, it would be. This is where drone delivery would work. <sighs> That's true, actually. In coronavirus time. And, and, and like it's like things like that that I think you know, would be like innovations that are created in a, in a time like this that they just kind of kick on. Like imagine if they, they go, okay, you know, we've been talking about pizza delivery drones for ages, but we never actually did it. And we only did it because of the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah. And after we tried it for six months because of the coronavirus outbreak just happened to take six months, they go, well, we can just productionize this. I mean, we tried it for six months. It works. Who needs, deli- just who needs delivery going. drivers anymore? Exactly. Get those guys back in that weird soup, soup Nazi uh, <laughs> uh, ordering process. Social isolation pickup. Process. Pick up. <laughs> right. I mean, because because why would you stop it? I mean, imagine imagine that this behavior just kicks on and we don't get the flu very often or we don't get... You know, we don't pass on any any other diseases often. You know, yeah. I think I think like we'll learn something from this for sure. Yeah, I think so. Well, there's very much um, everyone's awareness of social hygiene, like personal hygiene, definitely, right? Oh yeah. I couldn't count the number of times I washed my hands today. <laughs> But it's, it's the sanitizer thing I don't get. I mean, I can't just sit there and sanitize at home because I actually have soap and running water. So I'm not, I'm not on, I'm not totally on board. I, I, 
I only have sanitizer for, for being outdoors. And that's all I've thought sanitizer was for. I think that's like what it is. You wash. Yeah, it should be still. Washing your hands for when you don't. So I don't know why sanitizer's, you know, off the shelves and there's heaps of soap. That's because <laughs> like, wherever like you go, if people are still going out, they'll just take sanitizer with them, right? Yeah. That's probably the yeah. main goal with it. But we're kind of supposed to be isolating at home, right? Yeah, I know. That's I the. Mean, I've got heaps of soap. <laughs> that's the catch twenty two. I don't need sanitizer at all. Yeah. That's it. See, I'm, I don't need toilet paper and I don't need sanitizer. You're set. <laughs> You're fully set. You're fully set oh, with good. a bunker. You're like bunker. I just need food. Bloody hell! The, the like, the amount of food that's not stocked, like at Woolies these days, um. Like the meat section was bare, yeah. And I went yesterday, and the, the and like I can't find mince. I can't even mix bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> like and that's a, that's a staple. Like it's like I don't know how to cook much, and if I'm tasked to cook, I need to be able to. I need I need resources. My local had um like mince, so we had like a kilo of mince that we split up for different uses. So clearly, you're just in an area which likes to buy mince. Yeah, I think so. I think I think we're in a busy area or something. See, we usually go to Costco. We usually go to Costco for this type of thing. But we like we just went to Costco with three kids in the back, drove through the driveway, saw that there was a lineup all the like the length of the Costco building. <gasps> and did a U-turn and drove right back yeah, home. Yeah, that's a good thing. Because <laughs> we were like Absolutely no. not. Are we waiting in line for Costco? What time of day was this? Or like, when was this? Kids. This was this was early because the kids get up early, so they get up at seven. So so we were up and at them, and we got there just before ten, and it oh, opens at ten. Okay, there's your problem. Yeah, but if you don't go when it opens, you won't get it, toilet paper. It basically, doesn't have anything. <laughs> it's like it's it's bare by the end of it. I think it's we still got a decent amount of stuff. We went at like a three PM sort of timing a couple of weeks ago, and that yeah. seemed fine. I pick up a, a couple of pulled porks, Boston butts. That was good. So I'm ready. I got one in the freezer. I, I made one this week. I'm set. <laughs> That's you know what? That's what I want to get back into in this isolation period. I want to get back into smoking. Admittedly, I haven't done it in ages, mm. so I'm going to have to get your help. Yes. You just get hit me up. Give me a call when you need. Yeah, definitely. And and I'm going to be giving you a call on a on a brand new phone. I see. Yes. In the, <laughs> okay. So here's the you back. Talk us through what you bought yourself a coronavirus present or something. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is mostly it's not a season to be jolly. <laughs> it's a season to justify a phone purchase. I think so. Um, I, I got so fed up with my phone um, a week or two ago. My phone started to, like my Pixel 3, as those who listen to this podcast would know, um, had, uh, had already been having terrible battery life. But what had actually started to happen was my phone would get to 15% in battery and then I would watch it slowly tick down 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. It would get to about 5% to 3% and stop for a bit just to tease you and then it would shut down. I was like, screw hmm. <laughs> I was just like, oh. I thought I had 3%. I know, exactly. Um, I thought I had 15% like two minutes ago. And so what my thought process was is, damn it, I can't handle this anymore. 
during this weird self-isolation quarantine time, I need a bloody um, reliable phone. And so I told my wife, and she's like, no, if you want to get one, just get one, as long as it's discounted. I was like, ha, you're in luck. (laughs) As long as it's discounted. I've got access to a Samsung store through my company. And, yes, I can get it discounted. And they're also doing, uh, what's it? an upgrade on the screen size. So essentially they're doing S20 plus Samsung S20 plus for the price of a Samsung S20. And so it essentially made it about 27 to 28% off or so. And I got the $50 cash back for signing up as well, the newsletter. And I got, oh, well and done. then an additional 3% cash back through another site. And so I think I'm sitting in somewhere around the 31 to 32% off. So I'm pretty happy with that. So, did you get the uh, S20 Ultra no, or S20 no, no, no. Plus? So, I got the Plus because so I was reading the reviews and I'd, I'd wanted to wait to see all the reviews around the, the camera and all that stuff. What we spoke about in previous episodes was around the Ultra and how it had like the mega 108 megapixel camera and 8K mm. video through that lens and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, but all the reviews came out saying the autofocus was terrible and I could not handle mm. a phone with terrible autofocus. And so... I was like, okay, what's the smaller cameras like? Smaller phones. And it's like, well, they're actually pretty good because they've actually got better autofocus systems than the S20 Ultra. So where the Ultra has single pixel autofocus, um, the small one, the S20, and the bigger one, S20 Plus, have dual pixel autofocus, which is better and um, faster. And so I thought, oh, I'll just get that. Um, should I get the small or then the middle one? And... Because the middle one supports both types of 5G, I thought I'll get that one because in the event yeah. I keep it for three years and the the more upgraded millimeter wave 5G is out, then at least I'll be able to mm. use it. So that was my rationale and that was my story from all that. And how are you liking it? Um, I'm amazed that I can go an entire day and still have 30% battery left. So I'm already happy from that perspective. Um, it's it's funny your your like I was I was expecting you to answer about the UI and, and the no. usability no. of it, but but it's not. It's just boiled down to battery life. That's the only thing. I think I'm getting <laughs> too like, old for that sort of stuff. I know I've realized that. Um, and you always you say it's about about me. Like, why why do I have like no loyalty to one camp? Is because at the end of the day, I need I want something that bloody works, <laughs> and that and that yeah. I'm not going to compromise and get something that's um just because of the same company of something else. Just uh, even though it's but it's like terrible. Um, I'd gotten to the point where I was so fed up with the Pixel's battery life that I just wanted a phone with better battery life. Um, I actually really like the Pixel's interface still. Their use of Android is still way better than Samsung. Yeah. But yeah, like better battery life and the screen is fantastic. I'm good. I'm happy with that. Have you have you used Dex at all? What? So that's like a it connects up to a monitor and becomes a PC sort of thing. Yeah. So look, I I see. I watch a lot of anime, right? Yeah. And this is the example that 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 I always think to. Um, this is okay. Dex is supposed to be like a, a Chromebook that you can take anywhere with you, so you can kind of plug it into a monitor at work or plug it into a monitor at at, at home, that type of thing, right? Mm. So, but but 
I came up with a use case, which I was like, this is going to be really specific to me, but I think it's, it's really useful. There are, there are anime apps that are available that, that you, that give you access to anime that you cannot find in desktop land. Oh, okay. And so, so, and I like, I like watching it on a big screen, right? So I don't want to sit there and, you know, fiddle, you know, watch it on a small screen while I'm at home. I, I'd, I'd rather just, you know, Chromecast it to a TV or something like that. And also games as well. So Dex is supposed to give you that ability to be able to, you know, uh, project your, um, your phone screen onto a monitor without a Chromecast or onto a TV without a Chromecast. Yeah. And then you've got your, then you've got your big screen with a, you know, w- kind of like a desktop like experience with all of the apps that you use on a daily basis. So if you use Twitter all the time, then you get a, a nice desktop experience of Twitter. If you use, um, oh, YouTube a lot, okay. then you get a desktop experience of YouTube. So it's just a, it's just a de- desktop experience with all the apps that are already signed in. All of your progress is tracked. That type of you know that type of thing. Um, it, it it just your ability to go to a desktop experience with your current phone or with your current resources. So I'm like, I like look, I like Dex, but I just don't use it enough. Yeah, because the Samsung phone that I do, that I have I use for work, and I just I just I pull out a work laptop whenever I need, <laughs> need to do some work. So I don't use Dex for work, but but I'd love to use Dex in a personal sense and see how much I actually end up using. So it. do you need something special to initiate it, or to initiate it, or to activate Apparent, it? I on the older phones, uh, you you need like a Dex hub, which I've got. Mm. But apparently, all you need for the newer phones is just a USB-C cable. Oh, okay. And connect that up to a monitor. If you can connect, you know, if you've got a monitor that's capable of of taking USB-C, then you should just be able to connect it all up and it, it via USB-C and it'll work. Okay. How do you? So it's decks? it's uh, it's worth giving it a try because I because I actually really like the the Dex experience. I love it. But oh. I think I think it just doesn't have as much as much of a solid use case yet. Yeah. So I've I know my wife's got a um USB C to USB A and HDMI hub sort of dongle for her MacBook. I wonder if that would work yeah. on the phone. That and then I that could HDMI. potentially work. Okay. That could potentially. You can work. also use a standard H- USB-C to HDMI adapter to start Dex. The Dex cable is supported on these phones. Hey, it doesn't say S twenty. Oh, I hope it is. I should give it a shot though. I got nothing to lose. Brand new phone. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because one thing I've realised I've had is because I've got Google Survey Rewards, and um, I'm not. I- I'm so much of a Google shill that I clearly you know, fill out those surveys to get free cash. <laughs> That's one thing I, I use a lot of Google, is Google products. And um, so I bought... Yeah, I do it a lot. So I bought I Stardew lot, Valley, which is like this RPG sort of like um, game that's like like really uh, popular with everybody. Um, but I bought it on Android because it was free because I got, got it, use it using this credit. 
but I don't play it because I don't like playing on the small screen. And so yeah. if I can hook it up to the computer, then hook up a Bluetooth controller to my phone, I can play it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want. That's the concept. That's the concept that you could do that. And you can do things like, like, um, uh, what game was I playing? I think I kind of can't remember if it was PUBG or if it was Lineage 2. I was playing on decks and, and it was, it was great. I, I loved it. PUBG Mobile. Cause you used. With all your cheats. You used, yeah, PUBG <laughs> Moto Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But it, 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 unfortunately, it detects when you're actually using a, uh, a keyboard. Oh. Cause you just, you just have an upper advantage. Oh, okay. You just got a much bigger advantage. That sucks. But, um, but it's cool nonetheless. So give it a try. Okay, I'm going to try that. That's that's my homework for um, the next episode. See whether Dex works Definitely. and whether it's uh, useful. Guys, thanks for catching up with us again. Um, remember to stay safe and wash your hands. Hit us up on the socials and uh, sanitize and don't hoard <laughs> and uh, otherwise. Scott Morrison will scream at us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that. It's, it's extremely scary. Just be a decent person, but, uh, seriously. Like, how hard is it to be a decent yeah. person? Yeah, as, as, as it's been said 15,000 times a day, we're all in this together. Yes. So, um, yeah, look, we look forward to we look forward to all of this being done. Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, speaking of of socials and stuff like that. So, I've actually um I've got plans to finally launch our YouTube because I've been filming stuff. Um first up is I decided to film uh I pulled pork cook and I don't know how that's oh, nice. going to work, but I've been editing that together and hopefully I'll get some chance to film some stuff around this phone and um my experience oh, nice. of uh, transferring from Pixel to so S20. So yeah, for sure. we'll see whether I get any time to do that um, with it together with homeschooling and trying to work from home, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, awesome. um, thanks everyone for listening and uh, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Dan. Cheers.